Hey everyone, we appreciate you listening. We'll get into the show in a bit, but just want to mention, go check out our Twitter page, at Midcourt Madness, for all of our show updates, as well as some breaking news tweets. Also, check out our website, where we post all of our writing at midcourtmadness.wordpress.com. Here's the show. On today's Midcourt Madness, we just got done talking about, you know, all the new, in it, the new transfer portal winners and losers, and talking about coaching carousel, and gave an update on second-year coaches, and... Uh, it's a great show. So, John, are you it. sure? Wait, what, what? How do you know we're going to talk about all that stuff? Well, we uh, we like we're recording this part after we just recorded everything, Biggs. How do, how does that work? Aren't we just doing the show right now? Like we're about to we're about to start talking about all that stuff that you just said. You know that we're talking about. There, there's a little magic that goes into editing. It's called uh, using a um, time travel machine. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So uh, all of that that we already talked about before this, but we'll, you can listen to it right after this. All right, Biggs, it's been a couple weeks since we're here, but I got to say, it's good to be back. It's good to see you. How you doing? It is great to be back. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting comfortably right now. I'm looking outside. It's, uh, it's like a balmy, you know, 91, 92 degrees outside, and, and I'm just like dreaming of, you know, 30-degree temps. Bring on November. I just, I can't wait. We're, yeah. I, I, haven't, I haven't even looked. Where's the Rothstein counter at? Are we, are we at, are we inside 100 days until college basketball is back? Uh when yeah, it, it's usually like that. it's usually like November like eighth or something. So that's so we're no, about four away. Four months. So it'd be about we're probably, probably like, one hundred and twenty days, one hundred and fifteen, yeah, something like that. Right, right. So no, probably not quite under hundred, but we're getting there, Biggs. We're so getting we're about close. two weeks away from being about a hundred days away. Exactly. No, it's it's uh one of my favorite times of the year is almost being within a hundred days of the college basketball season. I hate it. Summer sucks. Summer's the worst. It's so hot outside. I just I can't wait until it's nice and cold outside so I can yeah. sit inside and watch college basketball instead yeah. of sitting inside not watching college basketball. That's the worst. Which is what I do in the summertime. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's get right into it here, Biggs. Uh, I'm not sure exactly where the show is going to take us. Uh, technically, we haven't even recorded the intro yet. We uh, you know, we already talk. We always talk about how we're able to change stripes. Um, we're going to record the intro at the end and then put it at the beginning. So let like for those of you who have already heard the intro, we haven't even heard it yet. So we've gone back in time. Yeah. We're, in, we're actually in the future right now. Yeah, exactly. But let's get right into winners and losers here, big. And I think after that, we'll probably go into transfer portal winners and losers. Um, Ooh, okay. Maybe some coaching changes. Uh, maybe there's a lot of conference realignments. I mean, it's been a media off season maybe a little... like 2% of it. So we have plenty of stuff yeah. to talk about. Yeah, there's no shortage of stuff to talk about. You know, there's crystal shortages last year for with like the supply chain. Um, we don't have to worry about that here. I'm not talking politics. So okay. <laughs> All right, you want to go winner, loser? Go ahead. I'll let you take it. Oh, you want me to go? Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> My winner, big bigs, is college basketball fans. I love it. Dot, 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 dot. Oh, wait, what? Yeah. And specifically, college basketball fans who, like me, aren't necessarily an expert, but are um, well-invested into the college basketball scene. Like, 
I, I like talking about it, you know, because yeah. sometimes for me, I get around people who are just a little bit below my level of college basketball knowledge. And I like to say, for example, if, if I'm with a friend and we're watching like Maryland, I'll just toss out a little tidbit, a little factoid. Like, oh, did you know Maryland used to be in the ACC? You know, but eventually they changed to the uh, to the Big Ten. Do you know that, Pix? I did know that. I, I, I am, I'm not quite on probably your level, but uh, I, I fancy myself at least above the peasants who know nothing about college hoops. True. So uh, that is a great factoid, though. Yeah, very good. Um, but I say that because, you know, let's, let's turn the clock back like a year. And uh, Oklahoma and Texas have, are, uh, you know, re- are realigning, are going to the SEC. SEC. And whenever, whenever this happens, and it's, it's kind of interesting with, uh, you know, the Big 12 loses two teams, and then they get who? They get UCF, I got to think, Cincinnati, and there's one other one. There's three of them they get. They, they, it's like they, they, it's not okay to just get the same number of teams back. They have to get, like, one up. Who's the other team? Do you remember? For the Big 12? Yeah, UCF, Cincinnati. They got, they got Houston. Houston, that's the other one. Yes. I thought they got four, though. Didn't they get BYU, too? Or is that Did they get four? Dreaming that? Did they get four? Every I'm not darn, sure. It seems like every single team in the country has been, like, thrown around in this hype. It's like NBA trades, like, hypothetical. Just if, if your name hasn't been mentioned, are you even a college, like, program? Yeah. I mean, it seems no. like we, we've heard so many, this school's going to go there, this school's going to go here. It's, it's, I've uh, even it's heard. robust. I've even heard, just because I'm in the North Carolina scene, North Carolina going to the SEC, um, NC State trying to, there's some state law or something maybe where NC State and North Carolina have to be in the same conference or something. Yeah, so they're trying to piggyback on that, which has big ramifications because Duke and North Carolina would probably still play in college basketball, but I doubt it'd be twice a year, you know? Yeah. And so it's an interesting situation. Is it Clemson and Virginia were the other ones that the that the SEC wanted? I don't remember. I feel like Clemson's just their name comes up college football mm-hmm. wise. Yeah, but no, who? I can't remember who started this. Like you a did. week ago, who, who? No, I know that. But who started just like two weeks ago the conference realignment again? What were the teams again? It was uh, USC UCLA. Right? That's right. Yep. Yep. Leaving the Pac-12, uh, going to the Big Ten, which seems weird. It just seems like such a like geographically, it just seems weird to me. It should seem weird to you. Yeah, it's yeah. Some, from sea to shining sea now is the Big Ten because we have the yeah. Rutgers, Rutgers in New York City, and then we've got yeah. uh, UCLA in uh, in Los Angeles. So yeah, and then I think I think it's Tate Frazier because like yeah, there's probably gonna be some ACC teams poached, and Tate Frazier basically saying, okay, let's just take the remainder of the ACC and the remainder of the Pac-12, and it won't be geographically like they won't be like next to each other, but they'll both both be on coasts, right? So take all those remaining teams, just call it the Coastal Conference. The Coastal Conferences? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I've heard, yeah, there, there's just so many machinations of what teams are going to go where, you know, and who's who's waiting for who now. You know, the, 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 all the talk now is the Big Ten is is waiting on basically Notre Dame because for football they really want to add Notre Dame. And, and in order to get Notre Dame, you might have to add Stanford. And then – uh, if that if that doesn't want to fall through, then it's then it's Oregon and Washington are hoping they could maybe get a piece of it, and but then you've got the Big Twelve trying to maybe merge with the Pac twelve, and I it's it it's exhausting, and I just want to like check my TV schedule and be like, who's playing at six? You know, it, yeah. it gets to be a, it just gets to be a lot. Um, 
but it does it does feel like we're headed down a, a path here where two three years from now it'll be interesting and um it, it feels like things have are changing in a big way and they're and they're changing really fast it's not just like random teams kind of like flipping conferences anymore like you know like boston college used to be in the big east and now they're in mm-hmm. the acc and like syracuse same deal like those at least kind of make some geographic sense right they're they're at least over in that time zone oh. but with but with like these like the big 10 now getting two schools in los angeles california doesn't it just feel like the the snowball had started it was a small deal it was a small thing and it was like rolling down a little bit and it gets a little bigger when oklahoma texas go and join the sec but you're yeah. like hey we're still kind of in the south not really east but we're south and now that snowball is like enormous in mm-hmm. terms of like what change the next it seems like every change from here almost it's kind of like your conference thing it, every change feels like it's probably going to one up the next one in terms of I just of about to say it's a it's a one up attitude where and especially what, what I said with the Big 12 they lost two they get four so yep. you know, one conference lead, like one conference gets two team then that conference like okay I'm going to get four then that conference oh, I'm going to get six and it just keeps going and going and going and and like you said it's tough to keep track of and I just saw one tweet where the guy goes, and he's referring to college football specifically, but he goes, here's an idea. Let's just take all 130 teams or whatever it is in um, Division One single A or whatever. It's FBS. FBS. And he goes, let's take those 130 teams. And let's just eat, split them up evenly into a, a sub-tier with uh, about 12 different conferences that are geographically close to each other and this and that. And basically just saying, let's go back to the old way. Yeah, I, I I don't know. It is funny because like they're gonna they're probably gonna end up breaking away from the NCAA and uh and then these conferences will all run themselves and then they'll realize that they don't efficiently run themselves all that well because they're all selfish and looking out only for their interests. So then they'll have to come up with this crazy idea of like some sort of governing body that that is a, a neutral observer and overwatches all of them. And oh wait, that's what the that, NCAA is supposed to be. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Life is a flat circle, isn't it? Yeah. Just, here we it's go. like I remember seeing like a year or two ago, someone came up with this idea. Let's have podcasts that are live. It's like, oh, you mean like talk show radio, like radio like talk show? Radio, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's call. Well, funny you should mention and kick this thing <laughs> off with realignment, because I have a loser that also kind of plays in plays into that a little. Is this bit your official public. loser? This is my official loser. Okay. Okay. It is whoever the best team in the ACC is in like three to four years because they're going to have to now, instead of playing Ohio State or Michigan State, they're going to have to play UCLA in the Big Ten ACC Challenge. That's true. It's going to be weird. And, if there is like, an ACC, I guess, if it's not underwater. And like I don't think people – I think ACC could be one of those teams that ultimately – they could be like the Big East from a few years ago, like when the Big East had all the teams leave. That could be the ACC in the next few years. Yeah, I could see that. I'm not saying the ACC is the loser. I'm saying the team, whoever claims the title right. as best team in the ACC <coughs> is the loser because they're going to have to play UCLA in the Big Ten ACC Challenge. Yep. Good luck with that one. Does the Big Ten become the Conference of Champions now that we have UCLA? It could be. We should uh, – wait. Can you imagine oh, Bill hey, Walton? Oh, wait, hang on. I, I was just going to say, home. Bill Walton has actually joined us here. Um, Bill Walton, what, what are your thoughts on this? Well, I don't know there, John. I just, I, I'm just, life is just so short that 
Who even knows what's going to be around in 2024? The entire world just might be submerged underwater and... Uh, Something the about dragons. Maybe. I don't know. I wasn't ready for that. Yeah, no, I put you on the spot. Uh, that was Bill Walton, everyone. Bill Walton probably wouldn't be great on the spot. Actually, he probably no. would be amazing on the spot. <laughs> Do you want to talk about your loser, your loser anymore? My loser was UCL. Or the... Yeah, do you want to talk about it anymore? Oh, no, I got nothing else. No, okay. that was it. Can I hear your winner? No, I want to hear, I want to hear, I want to hear your winner. I already gave you my winner. My loser. Okay. I got to think of a winner. My, my loser here, Biggs, is um, enjoying your childhood. Your loser is enjoying your childhood. Okay. Yeah, because it's going away. Because I think I I see this this clip floating around a couple weeks ago of a King Baycott, who uh, it was Armando. It's Armando Baycott's brother. Okay. And some, some basketball highlights, right? And I'm watching this. I'm like, okay, this kid's. He's probably in high school or something. I don't know, like freshman, maybe eighth. Like he's up there. Okay. And King and like you know Armando Bacot's doing like the whole brotherly, you know, hype up your brother, you know, get his name out there, sort of thing, which is cool. But a couple days later, I see an image be shared of I don't know if it's like twenty four seven or something, and it was the twenty twenty nine top recruits for college basketball class of twenty twenty nine. 2029. So we're look we're talking 7 years into the future. So we're looking at the, like These kids just fifth finished graders? up fifth Yeah, just finished up 5th grade. You want who number 1 was? Yeah, absolutely. King Baycott. He's the number 1 rated recruit, huh? Yeah, in 2029, in case you're wondering. So uh whoever your big name schools are out there, that's who you should be recruiting now is a 5th grader who maybe ends up being the same height as his brother at like 6-9, but right now he's Probably not even six foot. And yeah, that's who you should be recruiting right now because we need to know who are the top recruits seven years from now. Which 11-year-olds are the best basketball players in the country? There should be a rule that you're not allowed to you're not allowed to rank college basketball prospects, like future you know college basketball prospects until they have armpit hair. Okay. I was going to say like freshman year of high school or something like that. That's probably fair too. I don't even remember when. When do you start getting armpit hair? I remember being obsessed with armpit hair when I was, when I was growing up. But twelve, I, thirteen, I would guess. Oh, really? So maybe King Baycott does have armpit hair. Maybe he does. I'm not sure. Hmm. So, well, yeah. I don't really want to Google that. Yeah. Hmm. Well, never mind then. But no. So my point is, like, this is a kid who should be enjoying his childhood. Should be. You know, playing all sports, and, and maybe he does play baseball, soccer, whatever. I don't know. But he should be enjoying his childhood. He should be, you know, getting scrapes on his knee because he falls off his bike and doing stupid things. But instead, he's on Twitter uh, posting YouTube videos of his own highlights. And I don't like that. Old man yelling at the sky. No, yeah, I don't like it either. I mean, honestly, like this is, I mean, isn't this just kind of like, didn't we just watch this kind of play out with with a guy like Amani Bates, who, when he was like thirteen years old, was dubbed the next LeBron? And what I mean, do you think it's any coincidence that the kid didn't get any better since his sophomore year of high school? Yeah, and we can talk about that. You know, he's. Oh, we don't need to talk about that. He sucks. I mean, he's not worth talking well, about. Anymore. I mean, I'm was, just saying, he was like, supposed to be the next LeBron, and it got to his head, and he's bad now, and he's playing at Eastern Michigan. It's like, yeah, he went from being the next big thing to completely anonymous. 
because of all this damn attention that he receives. And yep. hey, you keep telling a guy he's amazing, he's going to believe it, you know, and and then he stops working. He doesn't get any better. And like how many kids have been ruined by that exact kind of thing? Like, oh, you think an 11 year old handles success very well? I mean, my how God, I remember when I was 11 years old, I would cry after a, after a game where we lost. And it's like, you man, like you don't handle failure very well. The kids don't handle success very well either. 11 year olds are incredibly emotional and, and, uh, and finicky beings are kind of like women. What? Um, but, <laughs> but it just seems like, you know, he's probably not going to handle also like, why are we giving these kids this attention? Like let them grow up. It's just, it's absurd. It's, it's absurd. Yep. Maybe Stand King Baycott is built different though. He could be, but let's see how tall he is. Is his name King? If it's his official one. Okay. I, I literally Googled King Baycott and like, you know how like when you Google sometimes they'll show videos at the very top from YouTube. Yeah. Here's the t- here's the title, okay, from a YouTube video. Mm-hmm. King Baycott, number one fourth grader in the country. <sighs> number one fourth grader. Yeah. I don't even know if I. I don't even know if I had the ability to not double dribble when I was in fourth grade. No, oh, probably not. I mean, yeah. Could, can you even shoot it outside like the free throw line? Probably not. You know. No, it's. Is uh, the kid's name actually King? Though I need a confirmation on this. It's what it's looking like. I, and unfortunately, like when I fi- try and figure out, like, is so and so actually in that? Say, say like Boogie Ellis or, is it Boogie? Is it Ellis Boogie Ellis? Yeah, it's Boogie Ellis. Yeah, I mean, yeah. his name was like Ray Sean, but like. That's where I always find what the actual name is. It's on Wikipedia. There's no way he has a Wikipedia page, but you never know. I don't know. He's the number one rated recruit in the 2029 class. Someone out of I'm I'm guessing it's I'm guessing it's King, but I can't find anything. I'll just Google hype. I'm curious. Oh, none of these none of these little sites show, and like it sort of defaults to Armando Baycott, so it doesn't really work out. Um, but I see a picture of him. I'm guessing he's, he's, there's no way he's six feet tall, which I expected out of fifth grader. Yeah. 2029. I mean, yeah, that's, yeah. You know, we're going to be almost, that's going to be, we're going to be almost 40 years old. Well, let's not, let's not date ourselves here. Actually, I would date myself. I'm, you know, I was going to say, I, you're yeah. a <laughs> All righty. Who's, uh, who's your winner here, Biggs? All right. My winner is computer nerds. I was about to say college basketball fans, but nope. College basketball fans who like numbers more than basketball. Okay. Because uh, this story that came out, I believe it was within the last week or so, uh, the WAC. Uh, it, is a, it is a small conference. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is the Western Athletic Conference, although a lot of the teams aren't really all that far west it's more like a southwest deal the team that represented the WAC last year in the ncaa tournament was new mexico state okay the head coach of new mexico state was chris jans he's the coach of mississippi state now anyway the WAC they are doing a new thing starting next year where instead of for their conference tournament they're a one bid league right so the only the only they're never going to be more than a one bid league for their conference tournament, the team that gets to go to the NCAA tournament will have the easiest path now because what they're doing is rather than seeding their conference tournament just by wins and losses, they're going to use uh, 
Ken Palm's algorithm. They're going to use net rankings. They're going to use RPI rankings. They're going to use all these different algorithms and, and math numbers and equations and analytics um, to seed their teams based on who has had the most success based on different advanced metrics rather than just wins and losses. Uh, I think the purpose of this is because they play unbalanced schedules because of the, the amount of teams in the league. Like maybe the best teams don't all play each other an equal number of times. Uh, so there could be a team that just doesn't – the best team in the conference or in the number one team in the standings could have avoided playing numbers two, three, and four and gotten fat by beating all the other teams. And, and so they're, they're being improperly rewarded for beating up on weak competition where a team that's maybe played all of the top teams, maybe taken a couple more losses, but looked better in, in terms of those, those analytic numbers, uh, deserves maybe an easier path. Uh, it all makes no sense to me because I'm not a math guy. But I was just about to say, like how, do you, how, what, how what's, your, what's your feelings on this? Do you like it? Do you not like it? I mean, I, don't, I guess I don't really uh, – it's the whack, so I mean, I, I guess I don't really care. Um, I'm curious to know if it's a, a whole bunch of nothing because is the best team – I mean, I don't know. This is where this is where my old yelling at the clouds uh, kind of thing is like, can we just watch the teams and decide like – you know, I mean, if we see them play like 30-odd times over the regular season, we're probably going to know who the best teams are. And, and, and sometimes – I mean, how many of these conference tournaments does the one seed – actually get through i would bet it's like half the time yep you know what i mean so i don't know i would be curious does it really matter that much i would be curious say and we'll just take the whack say if you just did the last 10 years and they did and they they did this the last 10 years and how much the seating would have changed each year i'd be curious if they had used this metric in those tournaments i'd be curious yeah i don't have those analytics i don't either um ken palm's got to be coming out a winner though right i mean he's 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 getting involved in everything now. I love. I don't know if you've seen Ken Pomeroy. If like someone uses his uh, his uh, Ken Pomeroy's and doesn't sort like uh, quote him or use list him as a source, he he kind of gets after it on Twitter. Does he really? Oh yeah. It's is that it's why enjoyable. is that why Gary Parish like literally can't get through more than like two sentences without saying the word Ken Pom or Torvik. He also likes or- uh, get rid getting rid of preseason bias. Yeah, he really does. He does like Torvik. Yeah. That's true too. Yeah. Or Torvik. Yeah, I think they do use Torvik more than Ken Palm. So maybe, maybe he hates Ken Palm. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe yeah. Ken. Maybe he's turned on him. Which was Ken, Which was Torvik included on this uh, metric? I don't see that in the story, but uh, you know, maybe Torvik. Maybe Torvik's gonna. I mean, maybe, maybe he's kind of the new school thing. Maybe it's it'll take a little while. You know, we're we're always late to things we don't understand. Yeah. You know, and then you know, my thoughts. It'd be, I'd be curious to see if any other conferences um, take this and run with it. Um, but also, why stop there? Why not just be like, okay, first round, um, you're a higher Ken Palm than that team, so you win and you advance and not even play the game. Um, players won't get injured as much. You know, that's a good thing. True. Um, we're, we'll always, we're, we're, all, we're all about player safety here. We and really are. We I mean, will no, eventually it's crown a no champion. Different than if you than if you're going to play NCAA or or Madden or NBA Live and you just simulate the season, why don't yep. we just simulate all the seasons? You know? That'd be great. All right, so yeah, we're through the regular winners and losers. Now let's get into the uh, other winners and losers transfer portal. Do you have any honorable mentions? Some transfer portal winner and losers honorable mentions. Yeah, or it's honorable mentions for anything. Uh, I would like to honorably mention that um, 
Dad, I love you. And I'm okay. glad we're doing right. this again. Uh, I'll just say this. And to prove that I'm not biased as a North Carolina fan, I'm going to say something that, you know, hurts my team a little bit. That is, uh, you know, they had uh, Gigi Jackson commit to them about a month ago. The At the time, I believe he's number one ranked recruit for 2023. He has decided he is reclassifying, decommitting from North Carolina and will instead go to South Carolina. Uh, makes me wonder if, did he maybe put N Carolina instead of S Carolina when he uh, committed? I'm not sure. But um, not sure what you think about that, Biggs, but, you know, we talked about it off of here, and um, I think we both agree we'd rather have a a super senior Pete Nance than a reclassified Gigi Jackson. What do you think? Yeah, I don't know. I guess I, I just like like I said, I just don't really care that much. I don't have the energy to just so, anymore. Like I used to, I used to really get frustrated about kids that that make decisions and in, in recruiting and and. I just think when you're a year ahead or if a kid's going to rec- – generally I'm kind of averse to the guys who are reclassing anyway. But, yep. uh, you know, honestly, it's just – Well, you see so many times it, it just doesn't work out. Right. And, and it, it, I mean, it, it, it can at the, high, at the highest end of high-end kids. It's like I wouldn't be surprised if G.G. Jackson goes and has a nice, a nice season at South Carolina. You know, he's going to be like a 15-7 and seven type of kid probably. South Carolina is going to be dog shit. They're not going to be any yeah. good. And I, I, I don't know. I mean, I just don't, I just, I don't care enough anymore. I think like if you were worried about, if you're in North Carolina and you're worried about now not having GG Jackson the following year, that's a bummer, but transfer portal exists. Now teams can re team, people can remake rosters so quickly. Now it's just not, it's just not worth even thinking about, I've even had to just reframe every time I watch college basketball game. Now you can't part of what I used to love about the sport was you'd watch a team and you'd see a kid pop, you know, off the bench comes in and he plays six or eight minutes. He knocks down a shot. He looks athletic. Like, Damn. Your mind kind of starts blowing. You're like, man, when that kid's a junior, like he's going to be a stud. And then, and then the kid leaves after the year. And it's just yep. like, you got to stop. You can't think about, you really have to value the here and now, like the the literal today of college basketball, because you just never know. The roster turnover is just so insane, and it's just going to get even more insane because of NIL, which is pay for play, you know. And, and it's just it's going to dip down into recruiting. You you get a you get a recruit, and and guys decommit all the time, and and of course we can't be annoyed at guys decommitting because I don't know why would we get to be annoyed at a at a at a kid not you know, making up his mind and then changing his mind. He, he changed his mind. Who cares? But I just don't, I just don't have the energy to care, you know, more part to him. You don't want to play. You don't want to play for the team. I like, uh, then I'm not going to root for you. That's, that's kind of the way I look at it from a personal level. And, um, in terms of the impact of this upcoming season with him going to South Carolina, like I said, I, I don't know. I mean, there's probably 10 teams in the sec that I know more about and think they're going to be better. Yep. And, um, what was I going to say? It's interesting, like, I wonder how much, like, Pete Nance committed to, or transferred to him, like, maybe a month ago. Like, had Gigi Jackson, like, you know, I want to play this year instead of next year. And had he decided that a month ago or six weeks ago, you know, maybe he's there, maybe he's not. I don't know. Um, But whatever. We'll get off of that. Um, And then I'm not sure, you know, I've got some other notes here, Biggs, just, like, leftover notes from last time, the last podcast we did. I don't know if you want. 
If you have let's some topics we want to get to. Then. Yeah, let's let's get through empty the notebook. Okay, so first one I have here, and I think I can't remember if I talked about this on the show, if I told you this off the show, but people are high on Indiana. And I, I get it. Any other. I get it. They're returning, you know, they're returning Trace Jackson Davis, uh, Xavier Johnson, Race Thompson. They got a lot of good players. Um, they have a couple freshmen coming in. But it's a team that, you know, made it into they, – they barely made it into the NCAA tournament. I believe they were playing a game, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And I see they lost – yeah, they were playing because they have a game against number 12 Wyoming. They won that, and then they lost to five St. Mary's by 29 points. So they lost – Smoked? Yeah, they lost their first-round game of the tournament by 29 points after playing a playing game. So I get they have a lot of guys coming back from it, but – but it's from a 21 and 14 team that wasn't that good. Yeah, it's kind of it's 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 always it feels like Indiana's perpetually overrated. Um it's kind of like Penn State in football like it just doesn't matter what they did the previous year. It's just like god, maybe this is the year Indiana does it. And I was super fired up about them this time last year. I remember that. I mean, getting Trace Jackson Davis back last year was like, whoa, let's go. Okay, stud. And Xavier Johnson coming in, and Miller Cop coming in, and Parker Stewart coming in. And they had a they had a bunch of these guys who was just like, okay, sign me all the way up for Indiana. And they were just kind of like a diet. They were okay. like a diet Texas, right? Yeah. Like they had a bunch of transfers, and they were just kind of like, blah. And they didn't really have that many – did they have maybe – I think they might have beaten Purdue, and it was like, whoa, okay. And then and then it's like they probably – I bet you their next game they probably lost to like, you know, Iowa or Northwestern or some shit. You know, I mean, they're just, they're just kind of a middling team. And so I, I don't know if some of it is – some of it is like the Indiana bump just because they're called Indiana and they have the cool candy striped pants and, you know, Those are cool. movie Hoosiers. I'm all about candy striped pants. Absolutely. Yeah. That's yeah. a perpetual winner. But I I wonder if part of it is that part of it is we over fetishize like the idea and the unknown of incoming freshmen. And they've got a couple good incoming freshmen. Uh, and then I think the other maybe factor is that, I think there's opportunity this year in that the big 10 doesn't seem to have like a big, they are down. Yeah, they there's are not a, Yeah, there's not like a big favorite juggernaut type of club. There's like a bunch of teams. If you're, I bet you in the preseason here, when we come out with with whatever rankings come out, there will be five or six teams, but the there won't be one in like the top fifteen. Yep. So maybe be, maybe people sense that like, hey, we're gonna we gotta pick in a, a Big Ten team because there's the Big Ten media machine. Someone will be ranked really high. This team has Trace Jackson Davis. End of story. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, could it just be that they, I don't even know. Maybe, and like, maybe that 21-14 record from a year ago is indicative of how deep the Big Ten was. Yeah, but could be. You know, a lot of my gripe with, you know, I, I feel like too hot, pe- people are too high. And I say that because a lot of people are saying this is the best team in the Big Ten, which they very well could be. And it could just be a result of, um, you know, a down, a few, an upcoming down year for the Big Ten. Now, could I, would, I be? Eat, I, would, I would buy that. Could I eat my words here? And could they make an elite eight run in the tournament and be like a two or three seed? Absolutely, but I don't. I, I just don't see it. No. Oh, they can't. So you, 
You're nope. just saying you're, you're they cannot. To, no. It will not okay. do that. It will not happen. They're uh, nope. disqualified for making the elite elite eight. And I will not be eating my words. Okay. Um, sticking to the Big Ten. What, what are your thoughts on Illinois? That's actually one of my if we, when we were going to do a transfer portal winners and losers kind of thing. Okay. I, I'm in, I'm intrigued by Illinois. I think they are maybe uh, they get to they get to be in the winner column for me. Um, I think they upgraded. I I actually that one of the one of the most disappointing guys in the entire country last year has to be Curbelo, right? Their point guard who yep. left. Yep. So he departs. I, I don't think that's a huge loss just because what you saw to him last year, if that's the guy that you're taking off the team, he wasn't that big he wasn't a big part of their team. He just wasn't particularly strong. Um you're adding Terrence Shannon and Matthew Meyer, who are two uh Terrence Shannon from Texas Tech and Meyer from Baylor, who are two like really, really good two-way wings. Both guys are, are long and rangy and big. And, I mean, you can make the argument the Big 12 is a bigger, a better league than the Big 10. Those were like all league guys and maybe the best league in the country. And so, I mean, I think I think there's downside. Like, Shannon, I feel like hasn't – he wasn't great last year, but he at least has more, like, positive tape than Curbelo did. You know, there were there were there was like two years there where Shannon was like maybe Texas Tech's best player, and I think injuries maybe slowed him down a little bit. Um, so if he can get back to being like that type of dude, like he's a stud. And then Meyer, Meyer was kind of a popular breakout pick last year, and I think Baylor was just kind of they had so many other guys that he maybe got a little overshadowed. I still wouldn't be surprised if like Meyer is. I think last year I said I bet you he's going to be like an eighteen and seven type of guy, and that that was way off. I wouldn't be surprised if he's like a 14 point a game, really high level, you know, swing guy for them this upcoming year. And then they also got Dane Danger, who's a four star big who transferred from Baylor, who I didn't love watching him in the high school on the high school circuit. Um, he he's very uh, he just did the body. I, I'm I'm like a body language guy, and like his body language just annoys me. But you cannot you watch him play and it's, it's very easy to see like there's, there's talent. He's like six ten, big. Um, he, he has like feathery kind of, he has like dancing bare footwork. Uh, I could see him being a, a useful piece for Illinois. He's not going to be Kofi Coburn, but um, I like those two guys that they picked up. I think, I mean, you got two all conference caliber guys on the wing. Yeah. And then I'll, I'm just going to say my notes here because I think we're a little bit opposite here, Biggs. My notes here are they do have some talent coming in. TJ Shannon, Matthew Meyer, Sky Clark. I don't even know if you mentioned Sky Clark. He, uh, he had yeah, he's not a transfer, from... but he's a recruit, high-level recruit Kentucky? coming in. He committed from Kentucky, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to say this again, so I could end up eating my words here. But replacing guys like Coffee, uh, you know, Cockburn, you know, you can never have enough Cockburn, Biggs. Um, oh. Coffee, Plummer, Frazier. Curbelo, who, you know, obviously he was up and down, but he had his up moments too. Um, replacing all those guys, I just think it's going to be tough. That is going to be tough. Yep. So, no, that's my thoughts as well as your thoughts. Oh, and then did we even mention Coleman Hawkins? No, I like him a lot. I love him. Yeah, he, he he is a – he's one of my sort of breakout candidates. He averaged like six points per game last year, and um, he's able to stretch the floor. He, he played the floor the four last year. I'm not sure if he'll be more of a four or five this year. But a guy who can stretch the floor, he can, he can get some buckets, and um, it'll be in, interesting to see if his scoring output increases now that the ball won't be going through coffee anymore. You know, he'll, gonna he'll, really he'll, he'll, on, you're going to need Sky Clark to be 
pretty good. Their front court with Shannon Meyer and Hawkins is probably like as athletic, rangy, uh, dynamic a front court as like it's not it's very not Big Ten, right? There's not a big plotting land warrior in that in that group. It's more up and down. And so if, if Sky Clark can be, uh, you know, at one point in his high school career, he was dubbed as kind of a five-star. And then I think he had some injuries. You know, if, if he's legit, they got him and they have that, that RJ Melendez who had like a really nice moment in that, in the Houston loss in the tournament, that kid looked like a, like he's got a, he's got some game. Their guards might, might, might be a little suspect, which I do think is what probably holds them back from being, like if Trent Frazier were still on the team, or if Plummer were back, they'd probably be the favorite in the Big Ten. Okay, and then uh, um, another team I have on here that we can move on to. We touched on them a bit ago with Curbelo, but what are your thoughts on St. John's? I think there's potential for that backcourt to be really interesting. Curbelo and is Posh Alexander's back? I assume he is back. Yes, so, I, love, that's I, I love I love Posh. That's where I think they could be a good team. They've got some good role players um, returning, uh, Montez Mathis. Um, and then they have, uh, we already mentioned Cabello. They also have David Jones transferring over from DePaul. Um, another nice addition for them. So, no, I'm sort of, you know, when you look at like the sort of the tiers in the Big East, um, I don't see them being top tier, but they could bump themselves up in that like sort of next group of teams, which for the Big East, like, I don't even know who, like, can you name it? I suppose Creighton. They could be like a tier below Creighton is where I'm going with this. Creighton will probably be the favorite in the preseason. Yeah. I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> Time is a flat circle here. I'm not entirely sure the Big East has a tier one. You never know. And, and it's but tough to it say. It just seems like they're all going to be so similar again. Yep. You know? You know, and we said that last year. Cause, uh, but last year we said there is one. That is Villanova. And – and then we wavered on that at points during the year, we and we're did. like, I think Nova's good, but sometimes they're not. But I think they're good. This but the end did justify the means. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The ends justify the means there. So we were right. It, it really did. We, right. we like to point out when we're right and wrong. Um, we just never have a chance to point out when we're wrong. You know. You know, it's not about the journey; it's about the destination. Yeah. Oh wait, no, that's not how that's that saying goes. I've only been wrong once in my life, and that was when I thought I was wrong, but I was actually right. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't make the mistake again. <laughs> <laughs> um let's see what else do i have i don't really have much else here from my leftover notes so uh i'm gonna turn over turn it over to you what's a topic you want to talk about here let's do this we we've done we can do portal winners and losers and portal talk later because i'm all i'm, I'm kind of just endless talk about the portal is uh, kind of exhausting you know you, you talked about you mentioned the big east there and maybe we could start there there's some coaching changes that i think we should touch on we haven't like talked who? a ton about coaches. Uh, there have been a handful of coaching changes, and the Big East probably had the most turnover from the coaching ranks outside of the SEC maybe, but um, some really, really big names, A, leaving the sport, sad face, Jay Wright retiring, uh, and coming back to the sport in, in the in, with, with Sean Miller coming back to Xavier and Thad Mata coming back to Butler. Um uh, in total, I'm trying to think. I'm looking at it here. I've got Xavier getting Sean Miller. Butler gets Thad Mata. Villanova's new coach, Kyle Neptune, uh, replacing Jay Wright. Seton Hall getting Shaheen Holloway, the St. Peter's. Um, Cinderella uh, Tory. Darling, yep, I will say. Yep, the St. Peter's Cinderella man. Yeah, there we go. 
I'm trying to think if there was another team that got a new coach in the Big East. I don't think there was. I think that was. I found a site that you know sort of lists them all out, and I'm looking for any big. You say Paul didn't get a new coach, did they? They had the kid. They had the guy from Oregon the previous year. Oh, do you know Duke got a new coach? Did they? Not Big East. I, I understand that, but yeah, apparently. Yeah! Wow! Crazy! It wasn't. It wasn't John Shire last year. Oh, weird. Huh? Yeah. Um. But no. You mentioned Butler, and I, I think I think I said that last time. I, I could see that being a very good hire. He's got like, you know, that um that winning success at Ohio State. He the one the two no just one title game that they participated in. Um. You mentioned Davidson. Um. Switching from one McKillop to another. Yeah, that's another that's another sad face one. I, I was gonna say the two I wanted to touch on the two coaches retiring that um you know I think are really, really big, and that's Jay Wright and Bob McKillop leaving Davidson. That's that's too bad. Bob McKillop was an awesome coach. Yep. Um not sure if you're aware of that, but that's where Steph Curry went to school. I, yeah, that is that yeah. is that is correct. That's Crazy. where Steph Curry yeah. learned how to play basketball. Bob McKillop taught him. Yeah. But no, and you're right, yeah, there's a lot my, I thought Kyle Neptune was a Nova assistant a year ago. Apparently not. He was a Nova assistant for a while, and then he, he took was, a head okay. coaching job for a year somewhere, and then Fordham. Fordham, okay, and then he went yep. back to Nova. Yep. Let's see. Which Ooh, one of those another... Big East coaches do you think is is set up the best? Then going into next year, uh, part one of the question is next year, and then part two would be who do you think has the most success five years from now? Sean Miller, Thad Mata, Neptune, or Holloway? Name them one more time. We said Sean Miller, Neptune, Holloway, and Thad Mata. So we got Xavier Butler, Villanova, Seton Hall. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna go next year. I'm gonna go Xavier next year. Okay. I think they were the closest to having a successful following year. I mean, the obvious choice is Villanova, but that's too easy. Um, I'm gonna go with Xavier because I I kind of think they're gonna be better than Villanova next year. Um, five years from now. And this isn't because I think this college has these, you know, amazing infrastructure around him. I just like the guy, um, and that's Shaheen Holloway. So give him a few years to build up a program. He did it at St. Peter's. Um, you know, I'd go Shaheen Holloway there. I like it. I honestly, I think I think. What, what about you? Of, I think all four of those teams have a chance to actually be kind of in that second tier or first tier or whatever, tier, like towards the top of the of the Big East. I mean, I, I think. Yeah. I was really big on what Seton Hall did in the transfer portal last year. And then I was really big on what they did again this year. They loaded up in the portal. They got some really good pieces. Uh, getting Casey and Defo to come over from St. Peter's. He was like a, a defensive ace. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a couple of really good guards. And Dre Davis, Alamir Adaz, and, and Femi uh, Oduakle. Odu- Oduakle? I don't know. He's the leading scorer at Pittsburgh. So, And then Great. Dawes coming over from Clemson and Dre Davis from from Louisville. So they got a bunch of ACC guards um, in addition to some of their other, they return a, a decent chunk of their, of their core. If I remember right, Seton Hall was a good team last year, but they had so many damn injuries. If I remember right, weren't they just always, they were like yeah. never at full strength, right? Nope. I actually think they have a chance to be pretty darn good next year. Um, I also just like their name, Seton Hall. I don't know something about it. I like it. Yeah, that is fun. It's just fun to say the hall. I'm getting, I'm getting excited about the hall. Another one I see here, because this is very random, and it's more geographically – I wouldn't know this if I didn't live here. Um, South Dakota. 
um, they get Eric Peterson. I only know this because he used to be a mutual friend of ours, played some junior college basketball. This guy was his coach there. Um, But recently he's been um, assistant at Utah State in Utah following, um, I can't think of his name, Craig Smith. Yeah. So interesting hire there, I would say. He's at South Dakota. Yeah, South Dakota. New head coach there. It's only about 45 minutes from where I live. Really? You can you can watch his games there. I, I could, in theory. Yeah. I, I definitely could. Yeah. I'm that is interesting. I wonder if they'll be any good. Biggs, we're bringing back scrolling, scrolling, scrolling as I scroll through this coaching carousel. Love that. Oh. Let's scrolling see. can be diverse. Louisville, uh, Chris Mack leaving, um, Kenny Payne coming in. Any thoughts there? I feel like they're going to be really, really bad. Because I feel like all the hype is about how Kenny Payne's there, and I don't, I can't name a player on their team. I feel like they haven't done anything in the portal. Like, I don't think they had a great recruiting class. Like, who? I can't name a Louisville player. Can you? I will in a bit. Uh, L. Ellis. Um, Sydney Curry got to be related. Wait, to Steph what? L. Ellis. Yeah, L. Ellis. Is that like a? Is that like an A. A. Ron kind of thing? <laughs> God damn, A. A. Ron. Is his name actually L. Ellis? It's E. It's like E. L. It's not like the letter L. It's E. L. Is his first. That's a name. Let, let's let's play a game here. What's his actual first name? Is it Ellis Ellis? I hope so. That'd be. Where's your Wikipedia page? Albert. El Albert like E El, like, 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 like Al Albert? like Albert, but it's an E to start instead of an A. Why do people do this? Why can't Why can't we just name him <laughs> Albert then? I I don't know. It's like I don't hard. understand. Why do we have to have just like a dick measuring contest talking about the weirdest fucking name? <laughs> um, let's see here another one sort of moving up from um, like the mid-major level to a big school Todd Golden going to Florida I think that's a good one yeah the SEC loaded up man like there's a ton of them like we could we could play that Big East game with the SEC coaches because I mean you got you got Todd Golden coming from San Fran um, and he and he actually put together a pretty nice I think he put together a pretty nice roster they got the St. Bonaventure, one of the St. Bonaventure transfers. Um, they they got some other dudes too. They they got oh, actually. Oh, I feel like they'll have a decent little squad. Um, yeah. they have Castleton Matt McMahon so. bringing all of Murray State with them to LSU. <coughs> Which has an interesting situation there because LSU basically lost their whole team in a matter of a week, and then I think they got some of their guys back, and I think they've been able to fill out the rest of the roster. But it was interesting there for a few days. Yeah, they, they had I think I believe they had you're right zero guys back, and yeah. then I think they might have gotten two or three LSUers, and then they had a, a butt ton of Murray Staters, so it's just like a mesh mash of LSU and Murray State, which hey those two teams were pretty good last year. College basketball is like going to like what like small schools in North Dakota do, and they're co-oping you know co-oping schools into one. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, great call. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna yeah the Murray. St- the Murray State, no, Murray, Louisiana State. They have to come up with a new, nick, new nickname. Um, they have to have school board meetings. They were the Tigers dollars. and the Racers. All right, so what do we got? The Ticers. The Ticers. Yes. An yeah, ode to Mike work, Tice. We, we could workshop that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Mississippi State getting Chris Jans. Another I don't know player. a single player on Mississippi State. I know they had like a they had a decent little team last year and then kind of fell off a little bit, but I don't know if any of those guys are back. 
I think he's a pretty good coach, though. He looks really yeah. weird, but he's a pretty good coach. Uh, honestly, the the newer the new coach that I think is going to fly under the radar a little bit, who I think will have some some pretty good success maybe right away, is Dennis Gates at Missouri. Missouri. Which, if you had to remind yourself that Missouri is in the SEC, I understand. For the longest time, I thought they were. Did they were they ever Big Twelve? Yeah, they were in the Big Twelve. Were. Okay. Oh, and that's yeah. He word got word. he Which, got a really he wait, got hey a, hey. That that goes back to my winner from earlier. Uh, do, do you know Missouri used to be in the Big Twelve? There we go. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Is it Absolutely. so? It's interesting. I don't know if you list, listened to Three Man Weave from yesterday, but they did like their summertime Jeopardy episode. Oh, I have not yet. Okay. There's one. They had like a topic that was just college basketball realignment. And it was a, it was a good one. So, All right. listen. I look forward to that. Then I'll have to, yes. I'll have to do that at some point here. Yeah. But yeah, they were one of my they were one of my portal winners, which we can we can talk about maybe next time. Yeah. Let's see. We already said LSU. Are there any others you want to touch on? I'm sure scroll through here. Uh, I'm trying to think. Oh, I remember. Now I get it. Yeah, Duke did have a coaching change because it used to be John Shire's predecessor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think those are maybe the main ones. I don't remember if – I don't think anybody major in the Pac-12 got changed out. Did Washington get a new coach? They've been dog shit for what feels they like forever. Not. Okay, it's still, it's still the dude who was at Syracuse before. Yeah. Okay. Uh, SNU got a new coach. Weren't they good last year? Yeah, remember they they somehow missed the tournament, which sucks. Oh. So yeah, they got a new coach and they lost their best player, which is sad. Travis Steele, I've heard that name. He's at Miami of Ohio. Where, where he was he the Xavier coach? coach. Okay. Did he go? Did, wait, he got. He get fired or did he leave? He got fired. Okay. Let's see. So he goes down a little bit, but yeah, no, I don't really see any other big ones or noteworthy ones on here. I know just from talking to you, you also want to touch on second-year coaches. Yeah, absolutely. I think this could be kind of fun. Maybe evaluate in their first year and see. Uh, see just do like uh, a little what... state of the program. Yeah. So where do you want to start? Um, let's go alphabetical order. Okay. Uh, Rever- and we'll start with Arizona. Not... Okay. Reverse. Okay. So not reverse order. Gotcha. Not, not alphabetical order of the coach. I'm, I'm doing the program. So Tommy Lloyd, maybe we could do, we could do alphabetical order of the coach though. We already decided. Yeah, I can't do this. I forget what letters go where. So let's do alphabetical could... order of the schools and do uh, Tommy Lloyd at Arizona. Thoughts. It's going to be interesting bigs. And number one, could he have had a better first year than what he did? Arizona was not that good the year before, and mm-hmm. they they're a one seed. They they bow out in the second round of the tournament. Was it round of thirty two? They got to the Sweet Sixteen. Did they get to Sweet Sixteen? Okay. And they got punked um, by Houston. Okay, and so you know, obviously not the way they ended it, but it's gonna be interesting to see if he can almost do it again because he's gonna be doing it with uh you know so not unproven guys, but guys are gonna have to step up. Um, you know, Benedict Matherin stepped up big time last year. Coloco did as well. Uh, both were first round draft picks, I want to say. And now there's going to be another crop of guys. Azula Spells did have a great year last year. But can Kirk Creesa, um be better? Can Pele Larson? They did get – did I see they got a – they got Courtney, Courtney Ramey. Did I see they got a reclassified point guard? I think they did. Yeah, Kylan Boswell from Compass Prep. 
which is where Ty Ty Washington played. So it's a prep in Arizona. Yeah. Um, Funny, funny thing on that. Kylan Boswell. He is uh, on two, four, seven sports. He's the number 30 ranked recruit now because he, he reclassified to 2022. So he he would have been probably like a top 15 guy. I'm guessing in 2023. Uh, He reclasses and he's, he's ranked number 30. His scouting report is done by Brandon Jenkins. Um, on, on January 16th of 2022. So that was six months ago. His comparison, they do a little, they do a little comparison with uh, like a write up and stuff. Well, can, can I take a guess on who it is? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Do this. Yeah. Do a, do a, he's a point guard. So okay. do a, do a, take a guess. King Baycott. Nope. Nope. That'll, that'll probably, I bet you King Baycott will eventually get compared to Kylan Boswell. In like 15 years, when Colin Boswell's retired and King Baker, I feel like I feel like since you're asking this, there's got to be some weird. It's got to be funny in some way. I'm gonna guess Kirk Risa. It's a current NBA player. That's current what the, these, player. These, these scouting services try to do. That they they compare everything fucking through the NBA, but yeah. Um, top rated point guard. He's compared to an NBA player. I have no. Re- uh. Damian Lillard. That's that's a good guess. Generally, just like high level guys are compared to like superstars because that's how yep. the comparison game works. Yep. And if you're white, you're compared to a white guy. Exactly. Uh, this guy is not white. He's compared to Patrick Beverly. <laughs> oh. So he's gonna be celebrating a play-in game like he won the NBA title. Yeah. He's compared to Patrick Beverly, and then under Patrick Beverly's name, though, it, it tells you the team that he's on. It says Los Angeles Clippers. He's not on the Los Angeles, Los Angeles Clippers. No, he's not. This was done six months ago. Brandon Jenkins somehow didn't realize that Patrick Beverly does not play for the Clippers anymore. Maybe, okay, maybe this is what happened. Um, he wanted to specify that it was specifically the Clippers version of Patrick Beverly, not the Timberwolves version of Patrick Beverly. I could see that. I could see okay. that. So the one yeah. who told Steph Curry, you had the last five years, and the next five years are mine. Yes, yes. <laughs> five years ago. <laughs> Did that happen? That happened, yeah. Did did Patrick Beverly got the next five years? They were he, his. Well, I mean, did you see the moment he won at least two championships with that celebration? <laughs> Have you the seen Clippers. the whole like? Is a picture of them celebrating, and it you know how people do like I'm going to tell my kids that this was such and such, you know? Yeah. Like they might take like the Minneapolis miracle and say I'm going to tell them this is when they won the Super Bowl, you know? Yeah. And they took like the Timberwolves thing and like I'm going to tell you this was them celebrating the NBA title. Oh, yeah. I I actually, steering it back to Arizona, I'm generally, like I said, not a not huge on reclass guys, but I like it from the idea that if this guy's write-up is semi-accurate, and from, from the sound of it, he's he's a dude who just kind of he's described as he's a winner, right? He's like a he's like a he's like a big John. He makes winning plays, doesn't always have to fill up the stat sheet, he just kind of makes winning plays. I think if this kid is a reclass and the expectation is he's coming off the bench behind Kirk Kreese and Courtney Ramey and he's it, it could be a good setup. He's yeah, it could be a nice setup where he's just kind of a depth piece and you know, you don't have to play him thirty minutes a night and let him take lumps. You know? I, I think there's a chance that maybe he's a depth guy. I, I thought Arizona was gonna be good anyway. But you know, maybe maybe that makes them a little better. All right, so uh, let's see. Where's uh, where are we at next? What's next on that? All right, next team. Let's go. We're going off. Uh, we're going in order here. Um, 
How does this go? Oh, Wes Miller, Cincinnati. Your guy, Wes Miller. Uh, future and UNC big, coach? Big glove. Well, he's already a future major conference coach because they're going to the Big 12. So congrats to him. Yeah. Big glow up for Wes Miller. Well, he did need to get that that high-level Power 6 coaching job if he wanted to get a UNC job eventually. So yep. that's how he does it. Si- sidebar here, do you remember watching him at North Carolina? I loved watching him play. Vaguely. I mean, he was okay. what? He was like a he he was on like those Hansbro teams, right? Back yeah. So day. he started. It was like he started his junior year, and I think they put him. And it was just kind of out of necessity. Like he just filled a role, and just he's a five eleven guy. All he did was shoot threes. They yeah, gave him a scholarship that I want to say they gave him a scholarship, put him on scholarship that year. So he was starting in a year where at the start of the year he wasn't even on scholarship. They gave him a scholarship mid year, I want to say, but then the next year was when like Wayne Ellington and Ty Lawson come in. So he loses his starting spot. I want they may have I don't know if they took away a scholarship because they had so many other guys. Um, which maybe he comes from a family of means, I'm not sure. But no, interesting story there. But anyways, Cincinnati. And I'll let you talk as I pull them up on my PC here. But actually, no, you don't have to talk anymore. Um, what was their record last year? They make the tournament? They didn't make the tournament. I think they were just they were okay. They weren't like bad. No. They weren't particularly good. Um uh, I do think they've got like a lot of their dudes are coming back. Like, yeah, and I see they also have Landers Nolly coming over from Memphis. Rob Finnessy, yeah. your boy. Yeah, they had they Indiana. had David DeJulius last year, who was like a pretty solid lead guard. Um, I'm trying to think. They had it. I just remember watching them early in the year. I didn't watch them a ton late in the season, but like they had a couple of just like solid kind of lead guards who could like handle and shoot and kind of drive and do that kind of shit. I think all of those guys are basically back. And then, yeah, you had Landers Nolly, who, I don't know, maybe getting away from Penny Hardaway, he could actually be useful again. And uh, I think they're they're probably in the mix to be, like, the third best team in the conference. Yeah. It's not a bad thing either. And, yeah, I'll be honest with you, I don't even know if I watched them play once last year. I couldn't tell you what David DeJulius looks like. Um, so my knowledge here is not really high level. So, sorry. Oh, I thought you were a West yeah. Miller guy. I'm a West Miller guy. I did not watch Cincinnati though. Really, the only time I really ever see Cincinnati is when they they brawl with Xavier. That's fair. Yeah, I don't even every, remember every how they did it. every year in the handshake line. Yeah. yeah. Um. Let's see who's next. All right, let's do this. Um, uh, I'm gonna give you a couple, and you can like, I'll give you a rapid fire. I'll do three of them here. Okay. Um, I'm trying to. How does this go in terms of alphabet? I'm struggling. So okay, you, you're keeping an alphabet, but it's next three. Yeah, I'm gonna this give you tough. three of them because I have your list. Like, well, so it's I see, I see Texas, Texas Tech wouldn't be them. I see North Carolina. I think it's Utah, Indiana, Iowa State, Indiana, Iowa State, and Minnesota. Okay, so we Indiana, about Indiana. Screw them. We, ta- we talked about Mike Woodson. Uh, we're gonna talk about Mike Woodson, but um, Iowa State. You know what to say? Defense travels, and you know that's you know where. Iowa State was good last year's defense, so I could really? see them, you know, you know, keeping up on that. Like, they didn't have like just looking at their roster from a year ago. They didn't have like a team that you look at this and be like, oh, this is what what you're saying. They they don't win in the layup line, except yeah. for maybe Ty, Tyrese Hunter. That he'd be about, about about it, but he's gone now. So they don't have a lot coming back though, as a thing either. They have Trey King coming in, Jaron Holson, Bonaventure, same as Asuna Sunye, which. St. Bonaventure was not that good a year ago. I don't know. Good first year. I could see him taking a step back second year. 
Yeah, I like their I like their recruiting class. I do think their recruiting class has a chance to be solid, but I also hate being Relying in a position a where you have to expect freshmen to come in and be good. So, uh, yeah, I'm 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 I assume. See, it's all it's all relative, like with your expectation, right? Last year, we didn't think Iowa State's going to be like we thought they were going to be terrible, and I think in the grand, like the big picture, like they were they were fine, right? They were like a fine team. What were they like a six seed? Yeah. And they are so up and down. They started off, weren't they one of the last undefeated teams left? Yeah, they started off like amazing. Yeah. I think they'll be like, I think they'll be okay, but I don't think they'll be great. I do wonder if Otzelberger, I wonder if they're in a good spot though as a program. I mean, it seems like they're better than they were a year ago in terms of just the spot that they're in. Here here we go, Biggs. They they started off 12-0. And then later on in the year they were sixteen and nine, so that's about a four and nine stretch. Yeah, Big Twelve, Big Twelve slate was not kind to them, right? So, I think uh, you know they relied a lot on their non-conference schedule, and they they had big wins. Well, they beat Xavier. I think Xavier wasn't as good as we thought they were. They beat Memphis, and we just started talking it up, which which Memphis wasn't good either. So, I don't know. Maybe last year was a bit inflated because they you know. It had a bit of lucky scheduling and lucky timing when they played teams. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be, but yeah, it's, it's gonna be interesting to see how they do this year. And but my, I'm gonna say they're just gonna take a big step back. Big step back. Yeah, I'm not just, even I'm a tournament big. team. They might not be. They almost weren't last year. That's true. What were they like? Were they like an like an 11 seed or a six seed? They played. They were 11 seed. They played six LSU. Yeah, they were an 11 seed after a 12 and 0 start. Yep. That's weird. Wow. All right, and then so you said Indiana, you said I would say who's the third one? Uh, Minnesota. I'll, I'll let you take that one. I don't think they'll be the worst team in Division One this upcoming year. They actually weren't okay. that bad. They were better probably than you expected last year. Um, they started off pretty well too, and then they just kind of ran out of steam. Um, well, they're they're playing my Lady of the Lake every game at the start of the year. Yeah, pretty much. That's that's well, that's you know that's brilliant scheduling. Yeah. Um, you know, they got a bunch of Minnesota recruits coming in, which is basically the reason Ben Johnson got the head coaching job is because he could get Minnesota recruits. So we you just betcha. want an all-Minnesota team. We don't care if we win or lose as long as we have nothing but Minnesotans on the team. We have a lot of Minnesotans on the team. We even brought back some Minnesotans through the transfer portal. Um, so we'll see. Maybe if uh, you know if we can have an all-Minnesotan team, we're just we're just happy with, with watching our Minnesotans. We love our seniors. We love our Minnesotans. We love Target. We love Caribou. Um and and that's and that's all that that there is to it. They'll probably be one of the worst teams in the conference, though. Perfect. All right, give me another three. Actually, no, I'm gonna give you three. I'm just gonna pick the first. I'm gonna go from your list from the bottom to the top and pick the first three we haven't talked about yet. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. So Porter Moser, Craig Smith, Hubert Davis. All right. Oklahoma, Utah, North Carolina. Um, let's see. Oklahoma was. They were like they were they were like good last year, but they lost a lot of games. <laughs> okay, I like it. <laughs> that was that was what Oklahoma was like. Sometimes that comes back down to bad coaching. Maybe yeah, maybe Porter Moser isn't a good coach. Yeah, who knows? I wonder. Yeah, and to be honest with you, I'm trying to think how many guys do they have coming back. I, I honestly haven't even looked at what their roster looks like, but I know they they picked up. Grant Sherfield in the transfer portal, who was a who's a Nevada point guard. 
they have the Groves brothers coming back, Jalen Hill, um, Joe Bamasili from George Washington. I remember that name. Yeah, I do I too. But was he like Wake Forest or something? He was in the ACC the year before, I want to say. Oh, really? This dude's well-traveled then. Joe I gotta figure this I out. I think who their guards were. Oh, they had Goldwire. Um, he's gone. But if you have Sherfield coming in, that's Virginia Tech. He was Virginia Tech. Okay. Yep. Maybe they'll have. Uh, a, maybe they'll have a squad. I don't know. I think Oklahoma might be actually better. I'm intrigued to see if Porter Moser can uh, can make them even better than they were last year. I think they have. They have some dudes. I like. Uh, I like the Groves brothers. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting for the the longer, lankier, not caveman-y looking one to break out. Because every time I watch him, I'm like, damn, that kid looks like a stud. Well, it's my favorite thing is just expecting – if, like, one brother's good, you expect the other one to be good. Right. But then, yeah, like, the brothers, they don't, they don't look alike. One looks like he's, like, literally a caveman, and the other one looks like a basketball player. And the caveman one's really good. Can we extend your whole uh, – what was it? Twins not doing the same thing? Can we ex- – extend that to like just regular brothers if they're not if they don't look exactly the same they're not brothers yeah are these guys even from the same family like probably not probably not no just yeah, i mean no. groves is a popular enough name probably so yeah yeah they're probably not even from the same part of the country they might not be all right who are the other, i said hubert davis who's the other one uh, uh craig smith at utah i have no idea i think utah was pretty bad although i think i beat you on the whatever our bet was was that utah would finish ahead of I don't remember who it was. It was like Oregon State maybe or something. I think uh, you're thinking you – no, that's right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, whatever it was, they started off okay, and I don't think they were very good. So I don't know what their roster looks like. I know David Jenkins and Booth Gotch were two of the transfer guys that they, they got last year, and both those guys are gone. Yep. So I'm going to I'm gonna say I'm in a holding – like my Craig Smith stock, I'm just kind of in like a holding pattern on. I do think – I, I would bet that he still ends up turning it around at some point. Uh, it might not be – he has not enjoyed the immediate success uh, compared to a lot of these guys, and a lot of these guys had a ton of immediate success. I mean, my gosh, a first-year crop of of Hubert Davis in the championship game, Tommy Lloyd is a one seed, Mark Adams gets to the Sweet 16, Beard gets to the, the second round, Otzelberger got to the Sweet 16, you know, and, and then – you know, all those other guys. I mean, there was there was a lot of success there. Mike Woodson got to the tournament. Craig Smith hasn't has probably had the least amount of success of this entire group. Uh, I still think I, I like in like three to five years, if I'm mapping this out, I think he's probably one of the three or four best coaches in this group. Okay. Now, let's see. We can skip Hubie because we talk about them enough. But uh, the last two, and they're actually connected to each other, Biggs. Chris Beard, Mark Adams. Yeah, who's Mark gonna be better? Let's, let's do this. Who who's gonna be better next year? I I mean I thought Texas was gonna be amazing last year, and they they weren't. And they have a lot of those guys back. Yeah, <laughs> is that a good thing? I mean, sometimes we get really excited when when like teams are bringing back all their guys. Are we excited about Texas bringing back all their dudes? I think part yes, of the yes and no. Timmy dudes, Allen, right? yes. Marcus Carr, no. Like, who does the dirty work? That's what we found out last year. Who's doing the dirty work? Christian Bishop, who, I think, is back, right? Who Who's, like, tossing elbows and knocking people out? Texas Tech has those guys. Yeah, they sure do. Yeah. They definitely do. Yeah. I'm going to say Texas. I think Texas will. Texas will be. And I, 
I tend to agree with you. I think, you know, and we talked about Texas Tech during the tournament a lot and what their identity is with all their, as you would put it, Adonises, which includes someone named Adonis. Arms. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah. All those guys are, like, gone now, and I don't know if they replace that at all. Um, I'm trying to think. The only the only real key guy back is O'Banner. Um, they bring in Jalen Tyson, who was a five-star who went to Texas for a freshman, yep. freshman year and then left. Um, they uh, bring Davion in... Harmon from Oregon. They bring in Fardaz Imac. Yeah. Um, they have and a... Walton. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean... I think it's going to be tough. They're, they're going to take a step back this year. I think, I think Texas... So Texas having... You know, I feel like there's a little growing pain with a first-year coach. Not all the time. We already we just talked about a few that didn't really have much growing pains. Um, but at the same time, they do. Even North Carolina, who played in the national championship, had growing pains throughout the year. So for Texas, you know, maybe you can chalk up the entire last season in growing pains, have a new coach, and then this year they can just get off and running and have a good year. They have two top 20 guys coming in as freshmen. Not sure how much they'll really use them just considering how much talent they have. They have Tyrese Hunter coming over from Iowa State, bringing that you know sort of defensive mindset. So I'd agree with you. I'd say Texas is going to be the better team. Yeah, I mean, you, you mentioned like the growing pains of a first-year coach, and what about the growing pains of nine new transfers that have never played together? I mean, that that's just – it's like like we talked about a ton last year, and yet we, we glossed over it. Like we would say it in passing and then be like, but – all these transfers are awesome. It's like, it's not a video game. You know, yep. these guys need to learn how to play together from being the man at their previous stops. You know, sometimes, sometimes that takes time. And I think you, you saw that. I mean, Texas, I still think they kind of underachieved, but they were a six seed. They're still pretty good. So yeah, yeah I, I think, I think they should probably be ranked, you know, in fantasy football. Like if you, you probably don't do much fantasy football, but None. You, you follow if like, you go into the year and a guy is rated super high. Everyone is expecting like this monster breakout year. And, and a guy almost gets overrated on the expectation that he's going to have a huge breakout. Kirk doesn't Cousins. have the breakout. And then it's the next year that it's like his stock then almost overcorrects and it goes way further down. Yep. That guy's called a post-hype sleeper. Yep. I mean, Texas is a post-hype sleeper. I, I love all these terms, by the way. Post-hype sleeper. Who came up with that? Actually, I know. It was, uh, what's his name? Matthew Barry, which I saw he's leaving ESPN. Yeah. Yeah, that's too bad. Yeah. Maybe he wants to come on the show. I hope not. I've heard he's an asshole. Maybe. All right. Do you have anything else here, Biggs? I think that's it for now. We we've covered we've covered some nice ground. We can uh, we can talk transfer portal stuff. And honestly, John, before you know it. We'll be able to start doing preview season, which is like the oh. second best season to college basketball I, season. I gotta get my cheat sheets going here, Biggs. I know. There's well, you're yeah. gonna have to be like cheat sheet work might have to start even earlier because the entire like, every team is just completely different. Yeah. yeah. No, it's gonna be awesome. All right, let's get out of here, Biggs. And for those listening, um, the intro you heard about seventy minutes ago is actually recorded right after this. So yeah. Oh, mind blown. I'm excited. Yeah. All right, let's get out of here. Bye.